Welcome to Facing Fear with Ben H. Smith. Is fear bad or good? Understanding all the complex pieces related to fear can be challenging. Join Ben and his guests as they take a deep dive into all things fear-related. Learn how fear is the most debilitating emotion and your only road to success. Welcome back. This episode is one with a friend of mine, Brian. He has sustained some brain injuries due to a motorcycle accident, and he has been working really, really hard to rewire his brain in many, many different ways, and he is a really funny guy. He has difficulties with some short-term memory and sometimes some long-term memory, but you couldn't tell just by talking to him that all of these things have happened to him because he's uh, come a long way. I'm really grateful for Brian and his willingness to sit down with me and share some things about his life that I think will touch your heart. So without further ado, here's Brian. Brian, I'm super excited for our meeting today, our uh, podcast episode. I there, There's so many different things we could say and talk about, but maybe if you could just Give a little introduction to yourself and who Brian is. So, I'm Brian. I have been, uh, I was in a motorcycle accident in 2018. And I had my left leg below the knee amputated. I was told to save my life. But I don't remember any of that because I also broke both my femurs. And had a traumatic brain injury called an FSI. So I was also going to, at the time, I was actually on my way to my clinical rotation for physical therapy. I was, I would, I'd finished my di- didactic portion of physical therapy to become a doctor of physical therapy. And once I was in an accident, I couldn't remember like any of my schooling. I was in LA for two years for, so it was kind of a crazy situation, nicely put, I guess. But that is definitely one of the hardest parts of my whole situation is having no memory of, and also my memory being slower now. My brain is slower now. So that's been really difficult going through all this and, you know, trying to rem- remember how to do things that I was easy in the past and now it's not my short term memory is terrible and I always fear that I'm going to forget something like everyone, everyone has that fear I'm sure but mine just seems like it's you know, unlike anyone else's which I'm sure is not true but it definitely feels that way I have two daughters, two beautiful daughters. They are living with their mother in Utah. I was divorced after my accident, um, not because of the accident, but because of things I did before the accident. And that was really difficult for me because, I mean, I'm going through all this stuff I'm going through, and it would be really nice to have someone there to talk through things with and to, you know, that I knew would support me. 
and that's that's gone now for that. So now I'm a single dad living alone in my mother's house where I moved back to after the divorce. And yeah. And trying to figure things out. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All the while doing physical therapy for yourself and and lots of other things, right? Yeah. Yeah. You you you've also kind of um, turned your focus from physical therapy to something else. What what is that? Running. Well, yeah, yeah. That like how what what is that like to run with a prosthetic? Oh, uh, honestly, I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it totally feels different than I've ever felt before. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, I haven't really been able to like run. Is mm -hmm. I I haven't been able, been able to run as I imagined I would be able to. Mm -hmm. And that's going to just take more work and more time. Yeah. And you still still use a cane. I do to walk, to walk with. So running is still a big a big challenge. Yeah. Because of the uh, because of the brain injury, I also lost like balance, mm -hmm. and so I have to like relearn how to balance. Mm -hmm. Which is, I mean, I've done that since I was one years old. Mm -hmm. So it's all a huge learning curve. I'm sure. You your your interest is turned to because you have a prosthesis. You're looking at. It, tell me if I'm wrong here, but looking at going into prosthetics. Yes, I am. And and do you have do you have a, a job right now in working in that field yet? No, I don't. No, I've just been uh, shadowing. Shadowing, right yeah. So I yeah. mean, my job is to you know do my best to recover mm -hmm. and try and remember things and. Hopefully, just let the Lord take care of the rest. Yeah. Yep. Because <clears throat> there's only so much you can do right now, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And I do not like that. Mm -hmm. I hate giving up control. But in my position, I really have only one place to go. And that's after help. And I think that the best way to do that is to actually help others. That's really deep, Brian. If we, th if we think about that long enough, like, that's really deep. I can't really do much. What I can do is help others. Yeah. Um, that, that just hit me really hard right there. You, you've been through a lot in your life. Yeah, I have. But honestly, like, I really feel like there's tons of people that have been through just as much as I have been through, but maybe not, not the exact same. Mm -hmm. But, you know, everyone has something they've been through. 
yeah. and something that is difficult for them. Right. Of all the things that you've been through in your life, what what's been the the most prominent or or the the thing you would most like to share with people about fear and either how you've overcome fear or just your experiences with fear what is it you want other people to know about fear well honestly i've been i've been thinking about this a lot because i knew that we were going to be talking about fear and honestly i feel like the best way to overcome fear and the way that i've been able to overcome what little fear i've been able to overcome is by stepping into it and just it's honestly just take one step towards it if you're if you're scared of it it all just starts with one step now now i'm talking to a guy here who has a prosthesis on what leg is it my Your left left leg and you're talking about stepping into yeah. fear yeah or running i don't whatever you want to say <laughs> wow Okay, so you step into fear. How, how have you done that in your life? How have you well, done this, stepping into so, fear? So, I mean, I, th I feel like the, one of the best examples I have, just after my accident, I used to love playing the cello. Like, I, I was actually really good. And after my accident, I, could not, I, couldn't, I didn't have the coordination to play the cello again. I couldn't remember how to read notes. Like, it was a huge struggle. I mean, I picked up my cello and I was like, oh, I can, I can do this again. No problem, right? No. But, and that was one of the things that I was really scared of doing, of, of failing at, is trying to play and not, not being able to do it well. So, mm. and one of my, uh, Actually, at the time, my counselor actually asked me, well, you know, do you have your cello with you? I was like, well, yeah, it's it's in the house. He's like, well, how much have you played it? I was like, I've opened up my cello case like one time since my accident. He's like, well, how, how much improving do you think you'll do with having only opened up one time? I was like, well, probably none at all. He's like, yeah, I think you're right. I was like, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Smart guy. I like when I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So have you so, been getting it out? Yeah. So then he challenged me to actually give out mm -hmm. and play a simple song. And so I actually asked my sister, who is really good at uh, uh, the piano and flute, if she could, like, just write up like uh, some easy um, easy song. She's like, well, what do you have in mind? I was like, I don't know, Mary Had a Little Lamb? I was like, she's like, Mary, oh, really? Mary, I was like, yeah. Mary Had a Little Lamb. Yeah, I was like, I yeah. can play that, I think, yeah. I hope. Uh -huh. If I can't, I can practice. <laughs> so, and she was actually really nice and she did it. Yeah. And I, and my coordination with my fingers was not good at all, so... I had to like start from scratch. And so I actually had her 
um, instead of writing notes, she actually wrote finger positions, like just numbers for the for which fingers you're putting down. Like one is a is the index finger, and then two is the middle finger, and then all did four. And she she wrote it all out for me to play Mary Had a Little Lamb, and then I practiced the heck out of it, and then I actually was able to contact my past cello instructor who I hadn't actually spoken to in years and I was I've been taking lessons from him again which is crazy because I mean I'm I still have a ton of improvement to do but it was it felt so nice to actually you know sit down and take a lesson and notice that I'm improving and that was definitely one of the fears that I overcame, and that's how I overcame it. My goodness. My goodness. So now you're back to playing the cello again, and, and you, you're not as good as you used to be, but you're working on it. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. I think that would probably be one of, if not the best thing you could do for your TBI, right? Your traumatic brain injury is to yeah. to practice that creative gift and talent that you had before and like bring it back yeah Has, have you found how, how long have you been doing it first of all how long have you um, been practicing regularly uh, I guess it's been probably about six months mm-hmm have you noticed a difference in your memory since you've been practicing? Um, well, yes, but I'm not sure if it's because of strictly mm -hmm. that. Right. Could be from because other things. A, yeah, there's other things I've been doing as well pretty regularly that I, I think are helping a ton. Okay, good. And so it's really hard to actually determine what's, you know, the final, most, in, in, most uh, impactful thing I'm doing. Right. So I just try and do everything. <laughs> so. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, yeah, between the cello and also I do Duolingo. Duolingo? In, yeah, in German, mm -hmm. which is also something I was trying to get back to. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And t tell our listeners why German is so important to you. I served my mission in Germany, in Frankfurt, Germany. Frankfurt, Germany. So you yeah. were prof proficient. You were um, bilingual. You you knew how to speak German, and that was kind of lost with the traumatic brain injury as well. Then, huh? Well. I don't really, I don't really know if it was lost because okay. a lot of the time when I was talking to the doctors, yeah, I was actually able to think quicker in German than in English. Oh my! So, I mean, obviously it wasn't completely lost, mm -hmm. but I recognized that I could always get better. Yeah. So wow. I decided to start, you know, using the Duolingo and improve. In any way I could. Mm -hmm. Wow. My goodness. So, 
and I, I do feel like that the Duolingo has actually helped a ton. Yeah. Yep. And so now I'm actually, I've tr- kind of changed my focus um, onto driving. Oh, for a second there, I thought you were going to say Spanish instead of German, but... <laughs> no, I do, I do, I do have, I do have the Spanish on my Duolingo. Okay. But, <laughs> but yeah, you're but focusing I'm, on learning uh, how to yeah. drive. Yeah. Gotcha. And I actually had my. Uh, you might find this interesting. I had my uh, drive evaluations mm-hmm. done this last week, mm-hmm. and that was strictly um, just going to the occupational therapist Mm -hmm. and going through a bunch of um not tests but uh evaluations like motor skill assessments yeah motor skill uh and also the uh, cognitive portion gotcha which is which is for me the difficult part yeah but i feel like i did very well good so now i'm actually waiting to hear back from my doctor because she used to get all the reports and sign everything and, you know, say whether I can continue with driving or not. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Tell me this, Brian. What was it like the first time you put on your prosthesis? Oh, it hurt a ton. Yeah. Yeah. And then it is actually weird because I started having phantom pain, mm-hmm. which is, you know, which is where you feel like a part of your body, which is no longer there, is, it has feeling. You're like, it is seriously there. What the heck? And I had the, the weirdest feeling. I felt like I had a ring on my middle left foot, on the, the, the big toe on the middle of my foot. It was just so aggravating. I just didn't know what to do about it. Hmm. So then I learned I could actually, if I just stomped my foot, like on the ground, even on in the prosthetic, it would kind of send vibrations up my up my leg, and I would stop feeling those sensations. Hmm. Wow. So. It was weird, but I, I was glad that I figured it out. Yeah. I can't really even imagine what that would be like. Yeah, I couldn't either. <laughs> and now and you now know. I can barely explain it very well, uh, to be honest. Yeah. But. yeah. Wow. I've seen below-the-knee amputations. I've been in an operating room when somebody has had their leg amputated, and and that's a fascinating process all by itself. But to have those phantom pains, like, that's got to be really, really difficult to deal with when you logically know that you no longer have that leg. Yeah. I mean, and if I ever forget, I just look down and now I can remember. It's like, mm-hmm. not that big of a deal, but those feelings are always there. Isn't that more of like, uh, I don't know how you feel about it, but this is, this is how what comes up for me as you're talking about this. It really 
kind of puts things into perspective of how important our body is. Yeah. And how intricate all these little teeny details and cells and fascia and myofibrils and things like that in each of those different muscles groups. It's just... I, mean, I took anatomy classes, a lot of anatom yeah. uh, anatomy classes, and learned a lot about muscles and bones. Those are my favorite things to learn about anatomy, but it, it just... Every time I took those classes and, and I got to go into some cadaver labs and, and touch cadavers and learn muscles that way as well, but it was, it was... I always came out of those different classes with a greater sense of gratitude for my own body yeah what has what has um having your leg amputated done for you as far as maybe is, is there a, some gratitude there for you or has this been like a major pain i mean pain is also always a portion of it for sure Mm -hmm. but i would say gratitude wise i'm actually really glad to be alive <laughs> i mean after hearing what happened to me i mean obviously i don't remember any of it mm -hmm. but hearing what happened to me and like i now see the result but i'm lucky to be alive yeah well, you've told me this story in fact when i first met you you told me where it happened and yeah. it turns out that it's maybe three and a half to four miles from where I live. Yeah, thanks a lot. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but but it wasn't just a, a, a motorcycle accident. You you were thrown into a fence, weren't you? I was. I mean, obviously, I don't remember any of that. But yes, I was told that I was I was hit by a mo by a truck. A pickup truck and then thrown from the motorcycle and I actually hit a post to a sign like a four by six post and then went through a, a barbed wire fence and landed in the uh, long corn longhorn cattle ranch long corn longhorn cattle um, field mm-hmm Mm -hmm. So I'm glad I didn't kill a horse or a, a cow. Uh-huh. A longhorn cow, steer. Yeah. 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 There, there's still cows there in the field today. Yeah. Um. Good. I'm glad I didn't kill any of them. <laughs> uh, wow. Brian, is there anything else you would like to share about any of your experiences with fear? Just, I mean, honestly, it's just the main thing is just that knowing that fear will always be there. It'll always, if it doesn't come like in one way, it'll come in a different way. It'll always be coming, you know, so if you're not ready or prepared for it, then you need to figure out a way to be prepared. Mm -hmm. You need to take steps towards it so you can overcome it. Yeah. Yep. Good. Another question I have for you. Maybe this is our last question. I don't know, but... 
we we always ask why are you fighting but I'm going to ask it a different way what for you what keeps you stepping into fear seeing my progress after stepping into fear and recognizing it's really the recognition of my progress Mm. because that is difficult for me to recognize the progress that I'm making it's harder it's always harder to see the progress when you're in it Mm -hmm. so I recognize you know my progress when I talk to people that haven't seen me in a while they're like wow you look so good you're stepping so well or you're walking so well and like and then I think about them like you know I don't feel like I am at all but you know, at the very least, I appreciate that you say that because mm-hmm. that means a lot to me mm-hmm. to know that I'm actually stepping, which is something I'm working on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Brian, thank you for taking time today to, to talk about your fears and your experiences in life and just... I, uh, I admire you. I've seen some massive changes already in the time that we've known each other, but I'm just, I'm super, super grateful for your willingness to even show up today and just talk about these things. But um, I wish you all the best in everything that you do. And I have no doubts that uh, success is just going to keep coming and keep coming and keep coming. But I'm grateful for you and your example. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you.